The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in week nine. That it is. The last weekend of October. We are here. Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Thank you for checking in. Just want to mention before we get started and move on with this week with Bears travel and all that we got to offer, check me out. And my guy, SVP, on the SV Pod. This week, we're talking about all the yap butts around the Arizona Cardinals. And if there's a path for the playoffs, for the defending AFC champion Chiefs. And most importantly, my thing that I hate this week was about dinner. How long should a dinner last? Follow the SV Pod wherever you get your podcast, And watch NBA Today on ESPN, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Malika Andrews at the helm. She's joined by a full cast of ESPN NBA experts, insiders, reporters, and more. That's NBA Today, 3 p.m. Eastern, New Pacific, on ESPN, the ESPN app, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Bear, how are we doing, my man? Hey, can I can I piggyback on two things there? Yes. Number one, I uh-huh. really hope the Chiefs make the playoffs. <laughs> I really, really hope the Chiefs make the playoffs, or else there will be no Christmas in the Felica household. Uh, that's number oh, one. And number two, I, I don't know what way you go with on the dinner, but mm-hmm. I, I can't stand like when we go out, like like Herb Street's classic for this. Oh yeah, we'll go out. Uh, it'll be an hour, hour fifteen tops. Two no chance. Hours, two and two and a half hours later, we're sitting there, and I'm getting antsy and want to get back to my room and and, and do work. So yeah, I, I am not a I am not a two and a half three hour dinner guy. It just doesn't that doesn't do it during football season when, when we got when we got work to do. Uh, I, exactly. I said two. I said two hours. I'll give you two hours. And good, okay. I can deal with that. This is also, if it's over two hours, they have a thing usually at these restaurants called the bar. The people that want to hang out, go to the bar. People that want to leave can leave. There you go. That's why the bar is there. So um, enjoy your dinners, people. Uh, speaking of dinners, you are on the move this week to East Lansing. Full-fledged of college football preview shows will be on hand in East Lansing. Oh. I believe everybody will be there. You also have some more travel after East Lansing. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, can you yep. take us through what we're looking at travel wise? Well, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not too bad at the start. Like, it's an easy flight uh, to Detroit. And then, Oh yeah. Better what it was like an hour, hour and 15 drive from Detroit to to Lansing, and then uh, then we take it on down to Columbus for, for Penn State, Ohio State, and then I have a, a flight home on Saturday night after the, well, not, what do you want to say, home, a flight to the Northeast, I should ah. say, on, on Saturday, and then there'll be a car waiting there for me and a couple of other people on the crew to drive us back to Connecticut. So I'll probably Fair. walk in the door around 3 a.m. or so. Uh, I do have to ask about the following week. There's a lot of people wondering, and I'm just looking for a percentage chance the show goes to El Paso. There is a chance. I mean, I I can't speak for the ultimate decision makers because my (laughs) my 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 input is this year has been has has not really gone to like what I thought. I mean, there've been I think there were like three straight weeks where I said we should be somewhere and we were not at that place. So, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I said we should be in Iowa on that week. And then the week after that, I said we should be in Cincinnati uh, mm-hmm. for the UCF game, I think it was, right? And then, and then mm-hmm. last week, I, I said we should have been in Pitt. So three straight weeks, and I went over three, a lot like my picks these, these days. My picks have sucked, and my uh, game day site prognostication has sucked. But, but if I, I would – my feel right now is I would give an edge to Cincinnati next week. Okay. But UTEP, U, UTEP, UTSA is is definitely, definitely on the radar in the mix. All right. Don't get your hopes up too high, people, but you heard the man. There is a chance. I would say there's a lot of pressure on UTEP uh, this week, uh, knowing that UTSA is on a bye. Um, you mentioned it's the Oregon State Syndrome. Yes. I mean that, that was the predict that was like the most predictable correlated money line parlay you ever could have ever could have played. Oregon State lose to Wazoo, 
miss out on game day, off week, come back, beat Utah at home as an underdog. I mean, that was that was a lock. That, 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 that's how it rolls. Yeah, you you kept double out. double digit dog down at down at Willie Taggart's place this week. Yeah, your old stomping grounds. No, I didn't hang much in Boca. Too far north. I forgot. I forgot. Once you got money in your pocket, that's that's where you go now. Yeah, I, I was going to say I didn't have money in my pocket when I was down there. <laughs> that's for sure. I went, I, went, I went about as far. I went about as far north as the Button South, which was a great uh, rock club at the time. Uh, okay. to see a lot of, a lot of shows there. And that was, uh, about as, about as far North as I was able to get as a, as a poor student. Was that still early nineties? That was early nineties. Yep. Okay. All right. Just trying to let the people let that sink in a little bit. Bear with a little hair bandana on. Oh, cut off I saw so many great up. shows there. Um, <laughs> some uh, Marilyn Manson and back when there were Marilyn Manson and the spooky kids, I saw nice. there. there was another there was another great band called the Jenna Torturers. It was saw okay. that good, good, small, real hard rock type crowd there, re- revealing far too many in, in, inner secret in these inner secrets of my uh, my formative teenage years and music music that I uh, took place in. Uh, I can't remember if I can't remember if I saw Sepultura there or if I saw them at the Edge. It was one okay. of the two. Yeah, helmet. I remember helmet. I saw at the edge that was right there. Nice. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of hard angst rock in my past. All right. Um, I have a confession. Um, picks have been not great, and I'm going back and looking at everything, and it strictly due to a thing that started a couple of years ago where we got really hot on, and I haven't made it a point to make sure I've given out noon games. But the noon games have been absolutely cataclysmic to your boy this year. So here's what I'm going to do this week, okay? I love four sides in noon games this week. I'm giving them to you, the people, and I am not putting them in the column. So I feel like that's a better chance for them to win, all right? I am starting with your game that you'll be at for game day. It's Michigan. It's Michigan State. And I am floored by the total. That in this game, I cannot believe it's 50 and a half. That's disgusting. I love the under in this game. I think the audacity of both teams to have to try and impose their will with a run game. I think you will see, uh, obviously it's a great matchup of Michigan state with all those veterans and upperclassmen. Do they have a seven tier guy on their offensive line? I thought I read that somewhere. That combined with the Michigan D-line, who's been awesome. Um, I mean, obviously led by Hutchinson. I, I mean, a tough year to be a defensive end and make an All-American team, but I think he has a pretty good case uh, as we move forward here. Uh, we know about Michigan uh, as we're getting to this time of year. We know um, it's an offer, uh, I believe, from uh, Harbaugh uh, against top 10 teams. And, right, I thought it, I, I'm pretty sure it's an offer. But you know, we know the two and twelve. Yeah, because he number. finally got a win again. What was it? Wisconsin still technically ranked when they? Uh, yeah, but they, they weren't top ten. I think it's still top ten, whatever. Um. Anyway, I love the under in this game. I do think Michigan State is. I don't want to say by far, but they're definitely the best offense in the in the air uh, that Michigan's going to have faced. When you go back and look at the teams Michigan has faced, they they can't throw the ball. And I'm not saying Michigan State is 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 this huge um, throwing offense, but with Peyton Thorne and Reed and Naylor, those are two guys that average about 20 yards a catch. I do think they give Michigan problems in creating su- sustainability. Right, this game's all going to be all about long play drives and and who could put the ball in the end zone when he gets to the red zone. And I think Michigan State has the goods, so I really like the under, and I like Michigan State in this game to keep it close enough. And yeah, no, Michigan State's been a been a been a big play offense so far. I mean, they they had what what they had before like eighty or ninety yard touchdowns oh, against was. Rutgers. Uh, yeah, against Rutgers and Walker's broken some some big runs, and they had the, yeah. the special teams uh, touchdowns against Nebraska on the punt. So you're, you're right. I, I I don't love this game, uh, but but I, right now, if I had to play the game right now, sitting here Wednesday morning, like we're like we're recording this, I think. I don't anticipate this line moving to five or five and a half 
No. Or six. I think people are going to gravitate towards the home dog. So I think you're going to get the best in the number of Michigan staples, four and a half. And if you don't mm-hmm. like it, you probably give yourself an opportunity to, to get off it if you want to eat the juice a little bit. So uh, if you got to play the game right now in anticipation of maybe a move to, to four or three and a half, Michigan State would be the side that I would play too. Okay, can I say something else too while we're talking about Absolutely. Michigan State? Please. Uh, here, 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 Michigan State fans, hear me out. You, you want facts. Facts. Here, here we go. Did you know? I never said the word fraud last week. That was your guy, Herb Street and Reese Davis. You want you here? He, here's the rundown of Michigan State for me this year. I took Michigan State on the money line on this podcast to beat Miami. They beat Miami. I took Nebraska plus the points, and I said that, that I thought Nebraska would beat Michigan State. They probably should have, but they didn't, but they did cover. Um, Western Kentucky was a bad pick. You covered that number. Excellent. Barely. I took Indiana plus four and a half against Michigan State, and I said Michigan State by a field goal. Michigan State won by five. I missed covering by a half a point because of a two-point conversion <laughs> and a pick six and a 24 and 25-yard field goal. It's not like I've had wrong, terrible sides. Only once have I really been on the wrong side of the game. So calm down. Take a deep breath. I never said the word fraud. My my prognostication and my outlook on your games every week has not been as bad as you think it is. All right? Calm down. I actually, okay. I actually like Michigan State. That's the funny thing. Like, yeah, I, I would bet them all the time when they were big dogs in these games uh, against Dino. So just, just take a deep breath and, and just absorb the facts. Let it sink in and maybe think you might be overreacting a little bit. All right. Carry on I'm the other side. I'm just going to mention it. I don't want it to happen because I'm tired of it. Can you imagine if Michigan loses and he's 0-2 to Mel Tucker? Because <laughs> yeah, that's I all it's going to be. I can't imagine because it's not too far-fetched. Yeah. Um, So this is, this is feels like the, like the ultimate wait and see game. Like we've been waiting for this to finally really have a say about these two teams. And now as far as like, if Michigan state wins this game, they could lose out and they'll be happy with their season. I I firmly believe that and have or feel better about themselves. If Michigan wins this game, we know they still have a lot of work to do, and and it's that much closer. So it's a, it's a real contrast of of outcomes of what we'll be talking about. So I, I'm I'm really fired up uh, to see that one coming. Another uh, noon side I like, and I think it's kind of smelly again with this team. That's disgusting. Involved also, I'll take Iowa plus the three and a half. Um, I know Wisconsin went to West Lafayette and got it done. It scared me off last week. I had no feel for what that was with them giving points and Purdue off their biggest win, what they've had in three years. Um, I know Iowa's out without out their best corner again for a second straight game. Gee, I uh, wonder if they'll really come into play with the with the eight passes <laughs> that Graham Mertz is likely to throw. <laughs> and I, the ball just, eight times. I, mean, hey, I guess if eight. you can just say, hey, we're, we're going to get five turnovers and we're going to throw the ball eight times. We're good. There you go. Uh, you're not going to get that this week. I don't think it's Iowa. Um, Wisconsin people have called me out because I don't feel like a noon game or an 11 a.m. local in Madison is the same as a night game in Madison. Um, if you pay close attention, you could see the student section doesn't fill up till halftime. And right, I think it's a perfect way. spot. I agree. Um, it's bad, bad deal where they have like single file. I watched it. Well, it's a couple of years ago when I was at the Michigan game. It's it's not fair to the to the kids that want to get into the game for the beginning. Um, plus you gotta that, get like that was the amazing thing at the Rose Bowl last week. Like, oh like, yeah, there, there was, it was un- like I you got to I don't want to say get there earlier, but if you're going to be um, uh, requiring uh, your vaccine card or or a proof of yeah. a negative test, have a couple of more lanes open up to be able to get these people in the building. Because once they finally got in, the stadium was pretty damn full. But yeah. like, it was like 14, 14, nothing in the stadium's half full. But then, yep. then they get in the game. So, wow, that, that was just sad because it was a really good opportunity for UCLA to showcase the their, their crowd, the stadium, that people actually care about football. And to see people at a single line 
uh, kind, of, kind of was a bummer, but I get it. But anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry for the interjection. Carry on. No, here's one thing I wanted to bring up. This is just a message for everybody in the world. Just so if you're in charge of things and trying to deal with people, no one shows up early for anything anymore, guys. Uh, just, just so you know, um, no one. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a dinner. I don't care if it's a game. I don't care if it's an appointment. No one shows up early. Uh, so get that out of your uh, uh, requirements uh, when you're dealing with people nowadays. It's just something I've come across in dealing with people. So trying to help people out. Uh, I like Iowa in that game. And the other noon kickoff Eastern, I like, I think, Texas. Uh, it's It looks easy to me. I just think they're a uh, class above Baylor. I know if they lose, they're 4-4. Four and four. Uh, But I think Texas with that offense is special. I still, I know, well, I'm sure we'll talk about um, your running back at Ohio State, but I'll still take Bijan over any running back in the country. Uh, and I think um, Texas uh, wins that game on the field. So those are my four I like at noon. I'm not putting them in the column. Those are for you. Those are winners. Um, anything else Thursday? I feel like I might be giving out Troy on Daily Wager uh, Thursday night on the teal. Uh, 18 and a half. Troy's been a team that can play some defense. Haven't seen Coastal have to come off off a of loss. I'm not sure how that'll work. But that just feels like a high number, no? It does. It does, but Troy's offense is not very good. So that um Okay. You would like it better if if Troy if Troy was getting like nine. You would like it better. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know you know my deal. Um Cincinnati's given 20 plus on the road again, 24 and a half at Tulane. I said it last week. Somebody is going to get them in these games, and it happened with Navy. Uh, shout out to Navy showing up. Uh, the Canes, good spot for them. Big pit off a letdown, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think that they could. I think they could be be in a little bit of trouble here. Um, uh-huh. But but like, like I said, that being said, and we talked about it last week. Um, was they had fallen behind Virginia, they had fallen behind North mm-hmm. Carolina, and they fought back, and they very easily could have won both of those games. So that was a good sign. So it was good to see uh, to see them come out and, and, and offensively play well. Uh, I do I do worry about them defensively though, facing facing Pickett throwing the ball. Feels like Kenny Pickett's playing his seventh game against Miami. I got I got to ask, I got to ask Pollock on Saturday if. Uh, if Tyler Van Dyke was able to cash that check that, that he wrote, wind hit, wind hit on Saturday. But yeah, way, I, I, I was listening. Reese already got him on the podcast with that one. Oh, he did. Okay. So, oh yeah, so, oh yeah. So Reese is stealing my material now. Then okay. All right. Yeah, Reese has coined the phrase "wolf packing." Now it's the old Clemson. Oh, thing. stop it! That they, they, they were a field goal favorite in the game. That's a, I'll have to get on them for that. Wolfpacking wolf packing would have been losing to Louisiana Tech, but you, but you're right. The Cincinnati game, I'm curious about because I, I think what you're going to see is the that that could be potentially become one of those uh, Cincinnati talking points at the end of the year. Now, see, Tulane went to Oklahoma at the start of the year and only lost by five, and and we beat we beat Tulane by by thirty. So I mean, I, I think I'm curious to see how much Cincinnati rolls it up on Tulane this week. Okay. I've been changing my avatar to my favorite tight ends in the country. Uh, people have had some fun with that. Uh, I have a good feeling we might see Pittsburgh tight end do everything. Uh, number seven, Lucas Kroll, who just is a monster. Uh, he's been awesome this year uh, for them. 6'6", 260, Bear. That's, that's, that's some size right there, running vertical routes on you. I actually think he has a couple of reverses also for uh, for some carries on on, on uh, rush yards. Um, but other than that, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Rutgers minus one and a half at Illinois smells um, smells me far away. And for what seems like the ninth straight week, I think Indiana is the right side, and I'm not. <laughs> you can't you can't do it, man. No, you can't uh, but, do it. Huge spot for Maryland because they need that game to have Rutgers to end the season in Piscataway to become bowl eligible. Um, I don't want anything to do with Maryland right now with the injuries they've had. Uh, They've lost two NFL receivers, three of their best corners. Um, So we'll see how that stacks up. That lines up to five and a half uh, at the snake pit. Maryland giving points there. 
The Cyclones win, but don't cover last week. And now they're giving seven in Morgantown. Uh, thank you for um, taking me off uh, TCU as much as I did. I still give it, gave them out, but it was not a as large of a wager as I anticipated. Um, TCU now with Evans um, doing what he's doing on social media. Um, I had them circled also this week at Kansas State, but I will not be giving them out. But Iowa State, plenty to play for. Uh, do you like this spot for them? I do. I do like the spot for them. Um, this is a West Virginia team that they have thoroughly dominated the last couple of years. Um, last three years, they, they've beaten them by a combined 110 to 34 in games that they were single-digit favorites the entire way. I would, uh, I, I would look at playing Iowa State here. They, they, that was a, a West Virginia. I mean, they won last week on the road. I think TCU has a ton of problems, though. So uh, yeah. I like where Iowa State is right now. We, we talked about it a little bit last week again. Um, it, it, it's it's an opportunity for them to uh, get back in the in the in the Big Twelve in the race. And I want to say national title because they got no shot at the play, at the playoff with two losses. But uh, mm-hmm. being that they kind of got forgotten about a little bit um, defensively, they played awesome last week. Offensively, they uh, they, they they struggled a little bit. So. Um, but but I do I do like them here uh, laying the uh, the only six and a half seven. All right, and that gets us to three thirty. Obviously, uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is that what it is now? I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, I, no, no, you can't use the word cocktail party. Oh, okay, outdoor party where yeah they split the stadium fifty fifty. Um, Georgia, I just want to make sure this is updated is minus 14 on the number 14 over under 51 here's what i'll say here i know everybody's going to talk about dan mullen coming in this game right um and his offensive calling prowess and what he did to alabama to, to expose them in that tight loss uh we know how bad the turnovers were at lsu in a game where they were given double digits on the road and lost the game on the field he tried handling both quarterbacks. Now he has a bye week. It felt like um, over a month ago, this was going to be the buildup to where we saw Richardson start a whole game. I don't think he's capable. I think the no. two, two, he, two quarterbacks. And, and he mustn't be. I mean, if, if Dan hasn't yeah. started him by now, he's not, he's not ready. And I think the two quarterback system is the way to go in this game. And like I said, everybody's going to talk about Mullen, have his team ready, how good of a play caller he is, doing what he did to that Georgia defense last year in this same game with Trask and Pitts. And obviously, are Pitts playing this game last year? I thought yes. He, missed. he did? Okay. I'm pretty sure um, he did. But anyway, Florida came out and, and, and did what they did. To me, this is the other side, Bear. I think, I think this is a great spot for Todd Munkin, the Georgia offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, the quarterback position is what everybody's talking about. Um, you know, we, we've, we've, we've gone, it feels like every week, who are they better at? You know, who's better? Can they win with Stetson Bennett? Can they win a title with him? Blah, blah, blah. And to me, I don't think it matters. I, I don't think Florida's defense can hold up against Georgia's offensive line when it comes by snap after snap after snap. So, I like this position for Munkin. I think it's a big spot where he can take some shots early and see if he can get – I mean, you're going to beat guys downfield um, and and knowing how attacking styles these teams play, right? So I I like what Georgia – I mean, I think Cook's been great. Obviously, White, the running backs. Bowers has been so good. Washington getting more back in the mix. Um, McConkie's been really good as a a reliable – Target for for the quarterbacks, whoever plays. I think uh, Kirby said on, what do you say, on Monday afternoon, um, Daniels practiced last Thursday and was pain-free, and that I don't think he was going to throw again until Tuesday. So there's a good chance you could see see both quarterbacks. But I I, I think they're versatile enough. I, I think they'll give Florida problems. And like I said, I think it's a lot on the Florida defense. I don't think they can hold up. For 60, I mean, look at Bennett against Kentucky. 14 to 20, 250, three touchdowns. I'll take that any day of the week if you're going to give me that from Stetson Bennett. George is not going to lose if he does that. Uh, so I, I, I think I lay the 14 here with Georgia in this spot, knowing 
I wanted to see more offense throughout this season. I think I've seen enough, and I like this matchup, like I said, for Munkin in that Georgia offense. Yeah, I, I, I lean towards towards Lane here too, and I, I know Georgia in these in these games typically are under type games. Uh, I might I might play uh, I might play the over here. Um, like it because, because you, you I think I think Florida will get a couple of ball get a good deep balls through the air, but but I don't know how many times they stop Georgia. And there are people that think Georgia is better off uh, with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. Mm. Uh, than JT Daniels. So yeah, I I think Georgia uh, does win the game, and uh, I think it's a rare over. You know, you you could see a couple of uh, not offensive touchdowns in this game too. Uh, I think there's a good chance that Georgia uh, maybe gets a pick six or something like that with the mm. guys that Florida has uh, under center. So I I, I of the uh, possible size and totals here, I would lean towards going over. Okay. Um, yeah. I, Fascinated. Obviously, that's that's uh, shown some some upsets in that rivalry. Obviously, uh, oh, by the way, this up. is the this is the biggest uh, favorite that uh, that Florida, that Georgia has ever been over Florida. Wow. Yeah. And then, will we and, see and, video and the, of the largest upset, the largest upset in the series? By the way, nineteen ninety seven. That's what uh, I want to see. Florida Gators twenty and a half point favorite, and then the head dog just happened to win by twenty. We need to see that video this week. He's got that big white top hat, Georgia hat. Remember high, the old high game? Front, probably yeah, a, bad, a bad, like, horizontal striped shirt with red and black and white. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the old, the, they were called the game. Remember those hats, the white yep. hats? Yep. They started with the circle and the cursive in the middle, and then they went um, doing all their 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 things there. Uh, 330s. Um, I was, I am interested in Florida State and Clemson because this game last year, I was shocked at how Dabo treated that game. Uh, I, I mean, he was adamant about how he thought um, things should be handled. Uh, obviously, that was canceled the morning of the game. There was plenty of words said back and forth, and. This is, I mean, they would never imagine they were in this spot now. Uh, Clemson, what they've looked like, and then Florida State coming in with as good of things as could possibly be uh, under Norvell. Um, do you think Pumachan starts? No, no. No? Okay. Um, so Ui Ungalale will get, uh, get another chance. Clemson minus 10 at home, 47. Uh, anything there? You think Florida State could score? No, I, I, I'm, I'm not getting involved in any Clemson games the rest of the year. I think this might be my last any one. Of them. They, they're just a complete stay away team for me. They haven't scored 20 against a Power Five team in regulation. I know. Yeah, that's that's pretty eye opening. But if I was going to take one last stand with Clemson, they might be in the column. I, I just think that defense will eat Florida State alive, knowing the problems uh, Florida State still has up front on that offensive line. So they might be in the column. They might not. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Moving on. You got a line that stinks this week. That's disgusting. Boise State only two and a half at Colorado mm. State stinks. And then that's probably my favorite play of the week is, is Colorado State getting the two and a half. Uh, you, you got Boise, who is a name, I think it's a name recognition team only, laying less than a field goal on the road at a team that can't count, basically, mm-hmm. uh, with, with, with the count or with the clock or timeouts. But Colorado State, I mean, they went to Iowa and played well. They've won at Toledo, probably should have won last week. Yeah, this is, I think this is a Boise team that really hasn't been able to put together a real complete game. 
mm-hmm. uh, this year. And I, I like I like uh, Steven Dazio and the Rams here. I, I had this one circled to dive in there because this is a line that stuck out to me because it stung. Mm-hmm. And when I went and looked at this and I, I dove in on Boise, I mean, Boise's always at least average defensively, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they've, they've done a good job of playing team defense and creating turnovers. They're giving up over 400 yards a game. Which That's crazy. Game. Have Andy Avalos as the head coach. They haven't played that toughest. Like in years past, I could see, you know, where they, they've, they've gone on the road and played power five teams and big teams. But this year, I mean, they lost to Oklahoma State in that brutal call. You know, they went on the road and beat BYU, who I still don't have an idea how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that stuck out to me, and that's what shied me away from from this game was was Boise's defense. I mean, they have not been good, giving up almost 200 yards on the ground a game. That that does not that's the stuff that doesn't travel to me. No. Uh, no, you know, we and, talk and about that's the thing with with Boise. Like in the past, people always just remember Kellen Moore and Zabransky and all the razzle dazzle Statue of Liberty. But but they had guys on that defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball, whether it was on the defensive line or a linebacker, that, that would yes. always defend, and uh, they're not there this year. And then, and then the other game where, where the line, I thought, stuck out loud was Auburn. That's That's the other one that, again, I don't know if I want to be involved in this game. Normally, I'm on the side of the, the, the line that stinks the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, I, I would like normally I would jump towards taking Auburn. Someone reached out to me earlier in the week, like literally like Sunday night it was, and said that they heard something about uh, Auburn maybe having some suspensions coming down the road, which I haven't heard anything of it since. So I don't know if there's message board fodder out there and maybe that's where he got that from. But um, yeah, this is, this is not a game that I want to, I want to be involved in. No, this is my number one uh, line that stinks this week. I, I I couldn't believe Auburn was favored, and then it goes up. Uh, now it's you. It did get to three, and yeah. now it's two and a half. Um, Ole Miss, we know what they are. That offense is going to come. Uh, they're averaging five hundred and forty yards. Auburn has done a really good job in the last couple games of tightening things up. Nick's has been great. Uh, played his probably his best road game of his career. At Arkansas in a big spot uh, where he had a career high in yards. But Auburn has just been a thorn in my side this year. Like, I've tried to go with them, <laughs> go against them. And um, I, I've talked about how I like the Harson hire. Um, and I think it's more of a buttoned-up approach, and that's what you need here in this game. You know Ole Miss is going to try everything early to try and jump on top and, and play from, um, I should say, play with the lead. Uh, I'm still not sold on that Ole Miss defense. I think Auburn, if they could get their their run fits right, they can run the ball on Ole Miss and keep Corral off the field, which is what I think they mm-hmm. want to do, and then set up those those wide open uh, play action passes for Knicks because I, I, he's been good. I, I still think their receivers for the first time in a long time, Auburn's are are are, are below average. Um, they've always got a guy, you know, like in in this year, it just doesn't feel like. They have that. And to me, it comes down to Auburn's secondary. Uh, there's talent back there. When they're good, they're really good. Uh, can they hold up for 60 against Ole Miss? It's a stay away um, for me. I'm going to hit decline on Kirk Herbstreit's phone call right now. Just, see, just uh, All right. Yeah, we there we go. They're, 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 we'll get back to you, Herbie. We'll, we'll get back to him at some point. My favorite play. Maybe, maybe that's a good omen. Remember a few years ago, back when before you left me and before when we were still doing this together? In person in Bristol when he would call like every week during yeah. the pod and we had good locks. Maybe, maybe that'll be a good <laughs> omen. Maybe 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 that's the we need it. We need it. That's for sure. I can't believe I'm saying this. Say it. I love Kansas this week. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I think explain. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State obviously had everything to play for last week, right? In Ains. And they lose by a field goal, in, and it came down to that measurement, which, I mean, you say, I, I, I thought it was a bad spot, but you, whatever. It, it, the decision was made, and, and it happens. Yeah, those and now they come didn't home. have a great game with the Hutchinson. That crew might, might deserve a week off. Um, 
And I look at that spot coming back home off of that, knowing you still have a conference championship to play for and all that. I get, I get it. But 30 and a half, like I, I'm, I'm like Leipold. I'm in, I'm in like that guy. They have shown unbelievable improvement. Uh, I know Oklahoma state's defense is better than Oklahoma's. I know Kansas was that close last week against Oklahoma, but the way Bean could get around, like I think they could score enough to keep this within 30 and a half. Oklahoma State's offense is not as as good as in, in years past. No. Um, you know, they average 25 a game. Uh I, I just think I, I maybe a slow start, but I, I just think Kansas is 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 not I don't think they're 30 points worse on the road in, in Stillwater. I really don't. Um and I, I, I think I think Leipold could scheme up some things and and, and play around here. I, I I just look at this number like I, I don't think this is the same old Kansas. That's that to me after watching them and 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 seeing what I've seen and yeah, it could be a little recency bias, but I'm also convinced if Caleb Williams doesn't take the ball, uh, Kansas wins that game because Oklahoma wasn't stopping them. Um, so I, I I am going and taking the thirty and a half uh, with Kansas, sir. I would, I would, I always hate saying this, but I was much more impressed with Oklahoma State's defense last week in defeat than, mm-hmm. than I think people might might have been without really watching them. I mean, I, I've caught, I mean, full, I've caught bits and pieces of of a lot of their games. The Boise game, I watched a good bit of, mm-hmm. and there was one other game. But their defense played really well last week, with the exception of mm-hmm. a, a couple of big plays that that Hall and Hutchinson had at some point. So, yeah, I, I don't know how many points Kansas, Kansas okay. gets there. Uh, you mentioned a couple thorns in the side. Uh, I, I'm going to go back to the well with two of mine, two teams that um, – You're chasing. You're chasing to get back I'm, at them. Well, I'm, ch- I'm chasing with one of them, and then the other one is more like heartbreak because they've, they, 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 they've gotten there on the cover side, but like Nebraska. That's another line there, seven and a half yes. uh, against Purdue. <laughs> Purdue coming off that performance last week. Uh, Nebraska, a week off since the Minnesota debacle. Line seems a little higher than probably what it should be. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to lay the seven and a half with Nebraska. And then the uh, the, the other one is North Carolina. Uh, I, I, I couldn't have been more wrong with North Carolina. You know what the kick in the you-know-what is? I did not think Clemson was going to win the ACC this year. Like I was looking for teams and reasons to pick mm-hmm. to win that league other than Clemson. And I fell on North Carolina. So like I had the right intention, but I just fell on the wrong team. But, but I, I still think, I, I still think Carolina is going to present uh, some matchup problems for the uh, Notre Dame defense. You saw uh, Drake London have a big game last week against the Irish. Uh, they just couldn't really stop the run. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if North Carolina's defense can, can grow up a little bit and maybe slow down Kyron Williams. But uh, I'm going to take UNC plus the three and a half there. All right, I uh, I Notre Dame's been good to me, uh, helped me out huge last week, and after that brutal start to the day again with another noon game. So I was looking at Notre Dame same deal as last week. Um, I forgot who I had laying three and a half, and I wanted to buy the three uh, to get there. But I, I was looking at that to get off that three and a half. Um, it's interesting. By the way, have you, did you enjoy the uh, the 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 army scoring sixty points last week and losing? Yeesh. As soon as soon as they threw the pick six, I knew pick I was, six. I knew I pick was, six. It was that, done. That was the service break because they weren't stopping Wake, <laughs> and when Wake wasn't stopping them, no, nope. so that that was going to be that was going to be like the uh, who was it Isner and Mayhuda the seventy to sixty eight tie break. <laughs> Whatever it was at Wimbledon, that's what that was going to be. Like they, 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 they were, no one was getting a stop in that game until uh, that until that pick six. So, what what a crazy game! Um, I wanted to look at that that uh, whatever you call line score or whatever, like the scoring drive chart. It's just mm-hmm. like Army. There you go. Where is it? Wake Forest, one play, seventy five yards touchdown. Army, nine plays, 75-yard touchdown. Wake Forest, one play, 75-yard <laughs> touchdown. Like, it's just, I mean, total yard, 638 to 595. I And you're just sitting there. You're hoping, too, because, I, I mean, same thing with Air Force last week. I had them, 
They go down 20 to nothing. I'm like, I actually like when these option teams go up tempo option. It really seems to quicken mm-hmm. things and widen them up. And Air Force just lost lost uh, track of time, and and that was the wrong side. So you are going back to get something and chasing. I am chasing San Diego State. I am going with Fresno State. Uh, I think I'm catching a point here. Do you know what? Do you know what they're playing for in this game? The they're playing for they're playing for the the the, 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 the California Raisin Valley. How about that? The old oil can. Hmm. I, I, I didn't you know, know there was a connection between uh, Fresno and, and, and San Diego, but uh, okay. Do, there do, you do, go. Do you have a, do you have a history lesson on what the uh, the old oil can is? I don't. I was going to wait for the game broadcast to do that one. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll dig that out. Um, but I I think it was a bad beat. Uh, Fresno State covering the whole game last week against Nevada. Um, I think they're a superior team. I understand San Diego State is undefeated and ranked. They should be. Uh, the defense has been phenomenal. But when I look at Fresno, I think they did. I mean, Nevada's defense is pretty good up front. They get after you. Fresno only gave up one sack. Um, and I know Cameron Thomas has been awesome for San Diego State. He's got four and a half sacks. He had a sack last week and a TFL against Air Force. Uh, but I think this is the best offense San Diego State has seen. I think the balance that Fresno State brings to the table, uh, I think San Diego State is at the top of the country in uh, defense, um, giving up uh, rush yards. I think they're around 79. Um, San Diego State's won three of five, uh, three to last five. And neither team has scored 30 in this series since 2013. Um, I, I just, it goes back to being a year with Hayner, DeBoer. I've talked ad nauseum about how much I think about him. San Diego State still not able to throw the ball. I'm not saying they have to because their their oh, formula they their is successful. Is, their offense is so. I think Fresno State could cause some problems there, and um, I'm going to take Fresno State uh, plus the point late by, out west. By the way, he, he, here we go. The okay. battle for the old oil can was coined as a result of a contest run jointly by Fresno State and San Diego State alumni associations. Entrants were asked to suggest a name for the rivalry along with a trophy. Of the entries received, one recounted the discovery of an old oil can from Fresno around 1935 that was supposedly recovered during a San Diego State campus building project. The oil can, this is a quote here, the oil can likely came from a time when Aztec and Bulldog teams and fans traveled to football games between the two schools by the old, twisting, precipitous grapevine section of the Highway 99 over Tejan Pass, uh, said Jacqueline Glazner, the executive director of the Fresno State Alumni Association. So, so there, there we go. There's the, there, there's the, uh, the, the rationale behind the old oil can. All right, oil can there that we was go. supposedly recovered during the San Diego. So, we basically were just making stuff up. All right, and here's where you, uh, the weekly. Uh, what do we call this? The bear dad talked to me. I want to take Penn State. I can't talk you off it. No, it would, be, it, it would be the side that I would play. I think the line is a is a big overreaction to what we saw last week. Uh, you would assume that Clifford's going to be a, a week healthier. Uh, this is an Ohio State offense that's been cranking, but uh, the five teams that they've beaten are combined ten and twenty one versus FBS teams. So I think defensively, I think Penn State is going to uh, offer a bit of a bit of a challenge here. So yeah, if I had to play this game, I'd, I'm I'm with you. I, I'd I'd be on Penn State if I had to play it. It's just one of those you're going to be there. Or we're going to be watching it. I want to have a side in it. And for the most part, he's got. I mean, you could say what he did in the press conference this week, and and it, was it a was it a um, you know him messing around and mentioning Illinois and talking about the big house. Like, I don't know if he's trying to get off kilter. I know he changed agents this week, which opened some eyes. Uh, but Franklin's for the most part, gotten his team ready to play against Ohio state. And I can't help but think because everybody just, you know, looks at the final score. And, oh, Ohio state got it cranking. Uh, they're good. Tulsa, Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana. Those, those are what this offense has gone against. And I'm not saying Penn State's going to shut them down. I said before the season, Ohio State's had one of the best wide receiver rooms in I've ever seen in the sport. 
Ryan Day is my favorite play caller in the sport. But I do feel like Penn State could get up for this. And, and I mean, they haven't played the greatest offenses, but their past defense has been pretty good. And it's all about, you know, not letting guys run free. And I feel like Penn State in the back end is smart enough to do that. So I think I'm going to have Penn State plus 18 and a half in the column. There, I said it. You said it. Can, can um, we bring up just one other thing? I talked about how Cincinnati is going to use perhaps maybe the uh, the Tulane game as a talking point with Oklahoma. Can we bring up the fact that Ohio State led Indiana 44-7 at, um, at halftime last week? Mm. And mm-hmm. Indiana led Cincinnati in the fourth quarter when they played. And so these are the types of conversations I think that people are going to have, uh, especially next week once the uh, the playoff rankings come out. And, o- and Oregon went to Cl- Columbus and won, right? Right. Okay. I just, just, just want just to remember that one. Okay. Make sure Reese remembers that all those all those guys on that show Tuesday night. We got to make sure that them. brought up uh, when I when I jot down my uh, my my uh, weekly storylines to to follow with the standings released tonight, and I'll I will make sure I throw that in there just for you. Okay, here's a question for you. We'll end mm-hmm. before the big Mike happy recap. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, as we are in week nine, all right, the Big Ten has. Four teams ranked in the top 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say week 13. Let's fast forward a month. How many big 10 teams are ranked in the top 10? Two. I agree. And and that's not, and that's not to say that they aren't top 10, like power rating, like quality Mm -hmm. teams. It's just going to be a victim of the circumstances where they lose and the pollsters will drop them and some of the other teams behind them will win and they'll, and they'll move up. If Georgia loses this week, who's number one in the country? That's a good question. Thank you. They can't jump Michigan if they win. No, 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 no. It's not going to be Cincinnati. I, 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 that's a, that's, a, that's a great question. Thank you. The a, you know what, though? I think the I, I think the AP pollsters would see the undefeated with Cincinnati and put Cincinnati there, even even though they're not. <laughs> wow. wow. Now, then we're talking about a show Tuesday night to see where Cincinnati see, is. I, I'll be, be, yeah, they, they, and, and be that careful, would be though. Awesome. Be careful, though, because don't, don't always just assume like the – the, 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 the rankings are going to uh, replicate the AP poll. They really, the college football playoff rankings have kind of closely mimicked what like the strength of record mm-hmm. has been. Yes. For, for, and like Oklahoma after Georgia has the best strength of record. Cincinnati is like eighth in strength mm-hmm. of record. And that's kind of what the committee is. Looked at when you get down, get down to it, kind of like what you've achieved against the schedule that you faced and like deserving type. So maybe it would be Oklahoma. I don't know. That's a, that's a I, 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 I think if Oklahoma blows away Texas Tech, which they're more than capable of doing, Alabama's on a bye week, Cincinnati's playing too late. I think I could see that. I also could see if Michigan rolled Michigan State, I could see them. Number one, what I do need to see Tuesday is Oregon ahead of Ohio State. That's that's what we need to see. I because don't think you're going to see that. How? how? Because I, I think that they will. The committee will see Ohio State and the win over Penn State. I, I, I disagree with it. I don't think you can make the jump yet. I would still have Oregon uh, well, just slightly ahead of Ohio state, just because they do have the same record, Oregon put, put together. I mean, the second and third quarters last week, they played really, really well. And they pray they should have won that game by more, but they're just a couple of poor decisions by Anthony Brown. But I, I think as Ohio state builds up equity, if by beating Penn state, if they beat Michigan state, if they beat Michigan uh, and, and then beat Iowa, who might be 11 and one in that big 10 championship game, then then I think you will absolutely 100% unquestionably see Ohio State ahead of Oregon. 
All right. Anything before the happy recap? No, I think I think I've got. I, I was going to blow my uh, athletic potential after athletic trivia question here on the pod, but I'm going to save it. Okay. It, it ties into the Oklahoma Texas Tech game, so I'm I'm, I'm not going to. Not that those clowns listen to my pod our pod anyway. No, but. they don't listen. Um, I think uh, we'll be in November. I was going to say if, if you could look up if there's ever been a one loss team ranked number one. The first week in November. I can look that up. That would be a good one, I think. Save that for Fowler and the boys. I mean, you see, you think it's ever happened? You talking about the first week of November? Or any yeah. point? No, yeah. Okay. All right. For the first, the first poll in November. First poll in November. See that any... technically, technically, here's the issue. Halloween is the thirty first on Sunday, and that's yeah. when the poll is released. So maybe it's the, the games being played in the first week of November. Is how you okay. Work on that. Okay. There you go. You're good at those minor, words. Right? I know. You were an English minor, right? Hell no. <laughs> history. History. Double major. History. There it is. And broadcasting. Big Mike Happy Recap. The Big Mike Happy Recap. Uh, I gave you my noon picks that are going to win, and I'm not giving them in the column. That is... The under in a Michigan, Michigan State game, Iowa, Texas, and Michigan State. My picks for the column for sure will have the Jayhawks of Kansas plus the 30 and a half, Fresno State plus the point. Um, who else? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think Penn State's going to be in there. I might have Clemson and I might have go against you with Notre Dame. You, sir. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna a couple of dogs have played on the money line. I played Virginia on the money line. Uh, Bronco returned to BYU. I agree with you. I played Texas on the money line, and then the uh, the four that uh, I'm pretty sure are gonna be in the column. Colorado State is definitely gonna be in the column. North Carolina, mm-hmm. Nebraska, and I like Mississippi State. Remember, remember how last week we were talking about games that crossed over zero, and I hated when I liked the team. Yeah. That, and then that's what happened with Oregon and UCLA. Like, mm-hmm. Oregon opened up as a favorite, flipped over, and we, we saw what happened. I think the same thing here. Uh, Mississippi State was was favorite. Now it's flipped to Kentucky. So uh, uh, I'm going to be on the bullies here. All right. You think Bronco Hall gets treated better than when Lane went back to Knoxville? Um, Maybe a little bit. So slight, slightly better. I don't, I don't think, I don't think any BYU fans will be bringing golf balls into the stands. Yeah, good call. All right, that'll do it for week nine. We'll talk to you next week. Fair, safe travels. Thanks. Take us away. Less you bet, the more you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.